Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Going live, going live, going live. Facebook Live. Post game on now. Ooh. Link tweeted. Feels like more than a win. That was incredible, Matt. That took a that took one hell of an effort to get that done. I'll tell you, that was great. What's up, David? How you doing, Chris? Heart rate returning to normal. Yeah. All right, we're filling up, so uh, let's get it started, shall we? <sighs> hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's gives my light. There we go. Let's try that again. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. I'm Bill Match, your director of fun and games for the evening. Two to one in Colorado. A pair of first period goals by Giroux and Provorov uh, gets it done. Uh, what a defensive effort at the end. Peter Morozik, as much of as much as we have. Um, as much as we've criticized him lately, you know, comes in in relief and Neuvert. Neuvert lasted 28 minutes and 23 seconds uh, into his big comeback. Uh, not great. <laughs> not great for that, but uh, they get it done. That's 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 all that matters at this point, you know. Uh, I said last night, um, you know, it comes down to wins and losses. There's no point for an overtime loss in the playoffs. In the playoffs, if you just hold on and win, uh, you, you know, you get the game. The other team doesn't get credit for uh, for playing a really strong third period. Flyers locked it down in the third. Get it done. Um, a lot to talk about, I think, tonight. I guess the first thing on everybody's mind is uh, the goalie situation. Like I said, Neuvert lasted 28 minutes and 23 seconds into his return. Um you know, less than a game and a half. Alex Lyon was returned to the Phantoms today. I wonder if he actually got on the plane, though. Uh, who knows? Uh, it seems like he'll be coming right back. Um, maybe this is a uh, maybe this is a real confidence builder for Peter Morozik tonight. He comes in in relief, plays. Uh, what's he play? Thirty-one minutes, thirty-one seconds. Uh, makes seventeen saves on seventeen shots and. Um, gets the job done. And like I said, a guy we've criticized lately got it done. I think he stayed a little deeper in his net tonight, uh, and, and that helped him uh, be more square to shooters. I love the aggressive style, but, um, you know, he was just so far off on his angles that he was coming out and giving guys the short side, not able to recover to get on uh, crossing plays. Just uh, he comes in, does a good job tonight, and the defense in front of him uh, really – I don't want to say cleaned it up, but clamped it down, at least in the third period, blocking shot after shot. I think they said 30-plus blocks for the Flyers tonight. So uh, that's all you can ask for is the effort was there, and they get the two points. Um, 
yeah, let's check the standings. Uh, they're probably not updated yet, but uh, Florida did lose, so we have that. Florida sitting tight at uh, 85 with their loss tonight. They lost in Toronto. Was that in Toronto? I believe it was. Um, Flyers up to, yeah, 92 points. Flyers actually move ahead of Columbus. Does Columbus, does Columbus not play tonight, or what's going on with that? They're off. Okay, yeah, because they played that game yesterday. So Flyers have one extra game played because of the back-to-backs, have 92 points. Uh, Columbus with 91 and 77 games. Flyers have 78 games played. So as of right now, they're back in that uh, they're back in that third spot, although they're only, you know, half a game ahead of, uh, of Columbus. So, you know, as, as inconsistent and frustrating as they've been, they're right there with everybody right now. How far behind Pittsburgh are they? Same number of points as Pittsburgh in um, one more game played. So Pittsburgh, uh, like half a game ahead of the Flyers. Washington up to 99 points in 77 games. As much as I've said I want I want Washington, uh, they've been apparently the most consistent down the stretch. They've been picking up points as much as they can, uh, really locking down that first place spot in the Metro. They're now, what did I just say, seven points up? Yeah, 99-92. They're seven points up. So, um, Flyers, uh, I think their playoff chances jumped to uh, to like 95.5 tonight with the uh, with the Florida loss. So, get it done. That's all that matters at this point is get it done. One thing I wanted to point out because um, I'm just gonna I'm scrolling down. Oh yeah, John just said John just said what I. Uh, what I said, John, you're the best, man. I love you in these post games. Um, where the hell was One thing I did want to point out before I turn it over to you guys, because I'm just hanging out with you guys tonight. I'm going to answer as much as I possibly can of all the questions I see. Um, Oh, right. One thing I wanted to point out is uh, fourth line. I thought that I was making plenty of jokes, uh, you know, before the game about a uh, – a fourth line centered by Yuri Laterra and featuring uh, Matt Reed and, um, and Dale Weiss on his sides. But uh, the natural stat trick numbers were quite a bit better, I'm sure, before the third period. Uh, but let's just check this out here. Yeah, Dale Weiss, 60% uh, per, 60% possession, Corsi 4. Um yeah, the other guys fell off quite a quite a bit in that uh, the end of that game. There, Matt Reed was down to thirty seven because he played at the end. Yuri Laterra, but coming into the uh, coming into the third, they were they were and even like halfway through the third, spending a ton of time in the offensive zone, and that's all you can ask for for a fourth line. Uh, I thought the first line really did a good job against the uh, the McKinnon line as well. Um. You know, it looked like uh, Colorado kind of wanted that matchup. Let's go 1v1, uh, you know, get our first line out against their first line. And it seemed like Couturier's line was really getting the better of the chances. Uh, and they started to uh, started to look – Colorado started to look for matchups elsewhere about, you know, after the first period, I think. So I think the Flyers' first line really, really set a, a tone in the game. Like I said, I think the fourth line did well considering our expectations especially. Uh you know, Provorov continues to be great. Sure, he gets the goal. He had a couple of points tonight, but he made a play on McKinnon. 
Oh my God! Uh, McKinnon rushing in on uh, on his right side. Provorov just takes the angle, forces him wide with the stick, cuts him off at the boards. Textbook defense. Just uh, getting it done in all three zones right now is number nine, and that whole that whole Provorov is struggling narrative. I think can go away. Uh, I think that can go away now. Uh, all right, let's just let's just turn it over to you guys. Um, I think you've heard me just ramble on long enough. Big win, big two points. We've got, what, uh, last game of the month in March. They've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday off. Sunday the 1st against Boston. Tuesday the 3rd at the Islanders. Thursday the 5th home against Carolina. Saturday the 7th home against the Rangers. And that's all we have left is four games uh, before the playoffs. So let's get it going here. Let's get it going. Um all right, we'll start with you, Chris. What's a more heart-pounding adventure? Surfing in Australia during the 50-year storm or watching Gudis tonight? Uh, I don't want to make of him. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. I don't know what to make of him. Wouldn't be surprised if he comes out. Me neither, man. It was uh, He was an adventure with the puck tonight. He In the third period, he must have had eight failed clears. Uh, needed that second point from the Dallas game, though. You didn't get it. You're moving on. You're moving on. They didn't get that point. They got this one tonight. Bill, why so much trouble clearing the puck in the third? I think it was mostly, um, one, Colorado's pouring it on. You know, they're kind of still chasing it too. And um, they're tired. They're dead tired out there. I know we don't want to hear that, but on back-to-backs, you're traveling. They're tired out there. Uh, but they were still just terrible at the puck. And having, no matter how tired you are, if you have time and space and you just fumble the puck, allowing the other team to jump on you, cut it down and uh, steal it, you know, regardless of what happened, you, you have to get it out on the first try. You can't fumble it. You can't try to do too much, way too much of that tonight. But I will say I think, uh, I think guys were just gassed tonight. AMAC had a share of turnovers, keeping that average up. I thought AMAC... Uh, had a very up and down game. He had a ton. He had a, a number of turnovers. You know, firing pucks right in his shin pads. But I thought he made some really good plays in the defensive end too. Uh, you know, he's going to be a uh, he's going to be a plus minus guy. For every good play, there's a bad one, and you remember the bad ones more honestly because we want to. None of us like Andrew McDonald. Uh, you know, as a player, um, and you remember the bad ones. But I think he made a decent number of good defensive plays tonight as well. But yeah, he way too many turnovers. Way, way too many turnovers. Also at the end there, sub one minute, Manning was on the ice. He has not been great this season, and that seems like a coaching oversight. I mean, someone has to play. You, you can't play two guys for the whole final three minutes of the game, and then there's an icing, so he has to stay out there. There's only so much you can do in that situation. Um, you know, after the icing, Manning has to stay out there. Provorov, Gostaspare, all these guys playing at the end of games, only, only someone has to play. Provorov can't play five the final five minutes of a game. It's not possible. Was it really a surprise Noivy was going to go right back on IR or leave the game due to injury? I mean, it's not a surprise, but you thought he would make it 30 minutes. He didn't make it half a game. He's just... Uh, it's almost comical, and I don't want to make a joke about a guy's injury problem. It's his life, it's his career, and it's a bummer for him. It's not like he doesn't want to play. You know the dude wants to be out there. Every player wants to play. 
but he's killing him right now. And I know you can't be depending on a guy with this kind of injury history, but they were depending on him coming back tonight, uh, sending Alex Lyon back. Peter Morozik has not been good. You're getting Neuvert to at least somewhat stabilize the position. You're hoping for a game or three until you can get Elliott back. And it just – he doesn't last two periods. He doesn't last a period and a half. It's, it's, it's a major bummer because – and the dude – yeah, he's got one more year left on his deal. You just wonder what's going to happen with him. Uh, you're wondering what they're going to do with him. Um, you can't depend on him at all. How do you get? How do you? How do you hand the guy a roster spot going into next year? How do you think? You know, if if Elliott goes down in the playoffs, yeah, we'll throw Neuvert in. Like you're going to be on your emergency goaltender by game three if Elliott gets hurt again when he, if and when he comes back and you're planning on having Neuvert there, which doesn't look like a possibility now, but just it's a bummer because I don't want to, you know, rag on a guy for his injuries. He doesn't want to be hurt, but it's just one thing after another and to come back and uh, like live up to the expectation of getting hurt in his first game back is unbelievable. Weiss was even bad for being Dale Weiss. Uh, Weiss wasn't good, but the fourth line had the puck a ton in the offensive zone, and that's all you can ask for. Why do you think Haig is not in the lineup? Um, Gudis is their only right-handed defenseman, and they really don't like um, – they just really didn't like the, the Haig-Gudis pairing. So, you know, your, your top four have been pretty decent. Um, someone has to come out of that bottom pair. Uh, you know, Gudis is the veteran. Gudis is your only right-handed defenseman. You think you can use him, you know, on the PK and stuff and at the end of games like they did tonight. And, again, he was not good at all tonight. But this is just what the coach is thinking. Um, so you put Manning back in, and uh, Haig is just the odd man out at this point. I would love for Robert Haig to be playing. But uh, they have come to the decision that that pairing doesn't work and the top two pairings are uh, good enough not to want to break them up. And – I somewhat understand the thinking. Uh, I don't think Haig was as good as he was being billed early in the season. Um, I felt way too many just like off the glass and out clears, uh, stuff like that. Not as dependable or reliable as we were being told he was. I really thought uh, he struggled at different points this season, but still I would prefer him to be in over Brandon Manning, but they've made that decision that, uh, you know, Hey, Gudis isn't working, and Gudis isn't coming out. So Hey does, Manning goes back in. That's all it is. I said last week, Hey will get the Sandheim treatment. When does Hack uh, get that? He's one of our six best D men. I can't handle this Manning Gudis nonsense. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, at this point, Hey is proven he can play the right side. He did it pretty effectively. Um, earlier this year when he was pay, paired with Costas Bear. Uh, hopefully, maybe, the coach takes these next couple of days. Maybe Gudis comes out. Who do you have? Yeah, Gudis isn't coming out for Boston. Maybe maybe the Islanders on Tuesday, they look to uh, try to get Haig in there or something like that. Um, if you don't like that pair, maybe go Haig-Manning. I... I there really isn't a good solution for the third pair right now. Uh, that's the problem. Is there's not a good there's not a good two man pairing for the third pair right now. You're kind of just hoping to survive the third pair. 
yeah, Gudis needs to sit for Haig at this point. I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind it at all. Haxtell actually thinks that third pair is a shutdown pair. Uh, I mean, let's check their ice time tonight. Uh, where are you? Wow, Sanheim only 12.08 tonight. So, yeah, he kind of just kind of just came out of the lineup for, I'm going to say, the whole third period. Is that? Ivan Proverov played 27 minutes and 42 seconds tonight. That's insanity. Um I need to see the I need to see the uh, the TOI chart to see what really happened. Uh, let's see, Gudis third period uh, five minutes and two seconds that he played the fewest minutes he played in any uh, fewest shifts and fewest minutes he played in any period. Although he was out there, you know, for the end of the game basically uh, from the one fifty mark to the forty second mark. Travis Sanheim. Let's see. Only played two minutes and forty-eight seconds in the third. He got very few shifts here. Uh, Ten-second shift. He got six shifts, but only two minutes and forty-eight seconds in the third period. Uh, his last shift in the third period, he came off the ice at six oh three. Yeah, Provorov uh, out there, at the very close to the end. Where are we? More defensemen. Brandon Manning, yeah, 547 in third, basically what he played in all the other periods. Uh, McDonald, 827 in the third period. He didn't eclipse 635 in any other period. Ghost didn't play the final four minutes of the third, which I get you... Um, I get you maybe don't trust Ghost defensively, but I just think it's so important to win races to pucks and have someone who can make a play with the puck. Like, I, I understand the idea of roles and wanting to have your, you know, quote-unquote defenders out there. But I always say just give me the best hockey player. Like, Ghost is one of the few guys on this blue line who will win a race to a puck, and he's one of the few guys I trust with the puck on his stick. I... I at a certain point, you just got to put trust in one of your best players. Uh, Brandon Manning, it's not like this guy is prime Darian Hatcher. You know, same goes for Radko Gudis. Andrew McDonald, I know you have a role carved out for these guys and you want to believe in your role players, but Shane Gossespierre is just one of your best hockey players. Give him the opportunity. Uh, yeah, and that's that. So, Sanheim. Didn't play, I think, the last six minutes of the third. Uh, Gostas Bear didn't play the last four minutes of the third. And, you know, they're unable to get the puck out of the zone. And they got all the blocks. They came through. Morozik made saves when he had to. But, oof, it was tight there at the end. And it came down to those failed clears. Do you think Noivy just uh, might just retire due to injuries? I mean, I doubt it. I don't know. Uh, this seems just like an injury-plagued year for him. Um, you know, and he's, he's got the long injury history, but I mean, the guy is, he's not 30 years old yet. Uh, I'm, and who knows how serious this one is. It could just be to the point where he's tired of rehabbing. Like, and it's hard work enough to be a goalie in the NHL and be ready for the game to game, but, uh, rehabbing constant lower body injuries. Uh, yeah, he is, he just turned 30 on, uh, on March 23rd. Oh, he's got the same birthday as my buddy, Nick. That's cool. 
Um, yeah, I mean, this was his first game since February 18th when he played, yeah, one period against the Rangers, uh, led in those led in those three goals against the Rangers. Uh, it, it, it's possible. I won't rule it out that he'll just retire due to injuries, but with a year left on his deal, I doubt he uh, – you know, I doubt he just lets the Flyers off scot-free like that. Win or lose, I want Gord Murphy. I'm trying again. Win or lose, I want Gord Murphy gone. His defensive scheme is obnoxious. Uh, I don't even know if they have a scheme. They kind of just run around. Uh, maybe we can trade Noivy to a team uh, to hit the cap floor. That's the only way we're getting rid of him. Uh, maybe. I'm looking for an Elliott Lyon pairing next season. Um, I I don't love Lyon. Uh, maybe he 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 improves. You know, has a has a good off season regimen. Comes in improved. Uh, good training camp. I just don't love Alex Lyon. I I, I don't think he's much above average. Uh, I think your best opportunity is um, in the AHL for a. Uh, for a future NHLer right now is Stolars, and God knows how ready he's going to be even by next year. Jordan Wheel, I feel, had a pretty good game. Haig is not a scratch. Haig is a scratch. He's not hurt. They said he's not 100%, but who is? They said he's good enough to play. Um, Jordan Wheel, I feel, had a pretty good game. What do you think? Uh, yeah, he that play uh, to pick up that assist on the uh, on the Proverol goal was exactly what I want out of the guy. Just good skating, good puck handling, good vision. That's what I'm looking for out of Jordan Wheel. And if you can get production out of him in his uh, third line role, ah, that's perfect. That's exactly what I want out of the guy. Flyers magic number versus Florida is eight. Just get points as many as you can. That's That's what it is. Gudis looked hurt at the end. If he goes out, do they have a right-handed guy in the minors that's ready uh, who would jump Haig? Um, I mean, Myers is a righty. I just seriously doubt we're going to see Phil Myers, especially at this point in the season. Uh, Haig proved he can play the right side, and uh, I think then he comes he comes back in. I, I don't think um, – I haven't heard anything. It did look like he was kind of uh, – did look like he, he was carrying his arm a little weird, right? I think that's what I saw out of Gudis. But um I can't imagine they would bring up uh they would bring up a phantom at that this point to jump Haig, who's been with the team all year. That would be a big surprise. AMAC was spectacular tonight, possibly saved them the tying goal with a second left. He made some very good defensive plays. Like I said, he was uh he, he made some uh, pinning a couple guys along the boards, allowing uh, you know some a uh, teammate to come in and support and grab the puck. Uh, a ton of blocks. Let's see. Let's see his, if this box score will ever load again. Uh, blocks. Gudis had four. Proverov five. Andrew McDonald seven blocks. Gostas Bear another five. Um, yes. Yeah, so. I said, uh, you know, McDonald had some good plays tonight. He wasn't credited with a giveaway, which is, I guess, okay. Uh, 
Why not Vecchioni if uh, Philpola is out? They're just not gonna. They're not gonna have more guys. Um, they're not gonna have more guys jump players who've been here all year. I wouldn't mind seeing it. Uh, and I don't know how healthy Vecchioni is. Someone told me he was hurt. I thought I watched him the other night, but uh, this game I watched could have been weeks ago. Honestly, I can't remember. Uh, but I, I don't know how healthy Vecchioni is, and they're not gonna have someone come in and jump. Uh, and jump a guy who's been here all year. And again, I thought the the fourth line was adequate tonight. Uh, if you use them as a fourth line, like they were tonight, uh, I, I thought they were pretty much fine all night. They spent a ton of time in the offensive zone. Uh, didn't mind the fourth line at all tonight. And I was crushing them pregame. I thought this was a disaster waiting to happen, uh, especially on the road where you can play matchups, get some speed out there against a uh, Latera weiss reed line. But I think they held their own and then some tonight. Not to say, God damn it, that seemed like a good comment. Uh, I guess someone's talking about the power play. Listen, the first power play is good. The fact that they're at 20, they're, they're like ranked 17th, but the difference between them and the team that's ranked 10th is like one point. It's less than one and a half percent. I looked it up tonight. Um, the fact that the second power play never scores, the fact that basically the first power play by itself is over 20% is good. Uh, it runs hot and cold. I always talk about the power play uh, like a power hitter in baseball. Um, you know, when they're in a slump, they're chasing that breaking slider away, and it looks like they strike out. You don't – it looks like they strike out every single time. And then they have, you know, that two-week stretch where they're, you know, hitting a home run – every other at bat and you go wild. And that's kind of what the Flyers power play is. Um, it's, can, it's, it's good enough. It's, it, it gets the job done. Um, I, I don't have any problem with the first power play unit. It's all about the second power play unit. Never, ever scoring. Sam Moran posted an Instagram live video today, dressed out. Doubt we'll see him up, but any word on his injury and when he'll be back in the lineup with Lehigh? Uh, they're taking it. They're taking it slow with Moran because they think the uh, the last injury was kind of something that happened because he he rushed the one he had before that. So they're taking it slow with him. Uh, Sam Moran's not going to be up here this year unless there's a slew of injuries and he's a hundred percent. So um, you know, forget about Sam Moran until until uh, training camp, basically. Provorov is a machine, but seriously, he needs a few easy nights after Boston. They need to clinch, uh, and it looks like it's going to come down to the wire. This is what a number one defenseman does. You know, ask Drew Doughty about easy nights. Ask Duncan Keith about easy nights. Ask Zdeno Chara about easy nights. Guys have been doing this for a decade now. Um, this is what a number one defenseman does, and I know we're putting a ton on a 21-year-old's plate. Like I said, over 27 minutes tonight, uh, 27:42, so almost uh, almost 28 minutes tonight, and 4:27 on the penalty kill. So these are hard minutes against uh, in tough matchups, and he's getting the job done and still contributing on offense. More goals than Shane Gossespierre, and Gossespierre plays on an effective first power play unit. So. Uh, he's been just absolutely phenomenal. Provi is a beast. He can handle the heavy load. He just has, has to. 
Love that hat, Bill. I need a new one. Uh, yeah, this is – I always – if you've noticed, there are times I wear a hat on the post games, and it's only because I haven't washed my hair today. Um, you know, uh, when it's this long, it's a greasy mess. It's unkempt. Got to uh, – just got to throw a hat over it. Since, you know, opening day tomorrow, figure I'll put it on. Ghost block a shot, and it looked like it hurt his hand. It did. It looked like he came off slow, but he did get a shot. He did get a shift after that, I believe. Uh, I do believe he took at least one shift after he hurt his hand tonight. So I don't think it's anything serious. Uh, with three days off, I'm sure we'll hear uh, if, if there's any if there's any lingering effects. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's scary. And, uh, Jesus, uh, the Giroux thing, when he his leg got pinned against the boards, I tweeted it out tonight. I've dropped my... I've dropped my fidget spinner, so bear with me for a second. Okay. Uh, when when Giroux's leg got pinned against the board tonight when he was trying to squeeze by and took that hit, um, I was having Carson Wentz flashbacks. I was I was in pure panic mode as he was getting himself to the bench. Please give Jordan Wheel some love. I am a Jordan Wheel lover. I am pro Jordan Wheel. Uh, you know, that like I said, the play he made to, to get to pick up that assist tonight. Excellent. Uh, I, I want to see this out of Jordan Wheel. Um, I think things are going to start going his way. Uh, that Lawton line wasn't um, – I've been wanting to see Lawton in between Wheel and Simmons for an extended period of time. I don't think they were um, particularly effective tonight on the whole, but uh, I, I want to see it stay together. I want to see if they can build some chemistry, especially if Philpel is going to be out uh, for an extended period of time. Three out of four points and a back-to-back on the road. I'll take it. I agree, Dave. Like, listen, uh, I would have loved that. I would have loved that second point against Dallas. Nothing would have made me happier, but they didn't get it done. You just got to move on, and if you can look at it like three out of four with road back-to-backs, that's that's great. Um, it is. Lyon played well, but I don't trust him as an NHL regular. No, me neither. Uh, I think he's, I think he's a replacement level goalie at best. Um, you know, maybe he gets a shot here. Maybe he proves me wrong. There was an uh, an episode of BSH Radio a couple weeks ago where I said, "Hell, you know, maybe Alex Lyon will be Nick Foles." But uh, you know, that's that highly unlikely. Um, it looks like he's going to get another shot, though. I don't know how long they can trust Peter Morozik for. Uh, like I said, Morozik was good tonight, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. Uh, and maybe Neuvert isn't out long-term, but how do you even how do you even go back to him if you don't think you can get a game out of him? If you don't think you can get two periods out of him? Uh, it, they... Uh, <laughs> This is making the 2010 and 2011 goalie carousel look like child's play. I have never – this is uh, – going back and forth between Hextall and Snow in the 97 playoffs is nothing compared to what they're doing right now. Pretty good turnout at the game tonight. Heard there was a sea of orange in Colorado. Uh, Colorado, uh, Denver's a cool town, man. If you get a chance to go to Denver, I've been there a couple times. A lot of fun. Good sports scene. Um the Coors Field, where the Rockies play, I know that Citizens Bank Park is like a hybrid of a bunch of uh, a bunch of different, you know, stadiums, like that generation of stadiums that came before it. Um, but Coors Field, you walk in there, I swear to God, you'll have deja vu going like, 
I've been here before. It is it is very, very similar to Citizens Bank Park. But, yeah, Denver, cool town if you get a chance to go. Uh, I've never seen more the, like, percentage of good-looking people, women and men. Uh, like, I felt very out of place there. I'll, I'll tell you that. I was like, Jesus, I am a hideous son of a bitch compared to every person in this town. I've never seen more good-looking people in one place than I did in Denver. Myers is righty, just young. Uh, too bad we lost all. I mean, all is I, I is all better than Brandon Manning. I, I probably not. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing him if they still had him because Johnny Oduya proved that he can't skate. But uh, I I just don't think you're gonna see. Phil, I always want to call him Tyler Myers. I don't think you're gonna see Phil Myers up here. Um, when you have a healthy Haig and you have a healthy Oduya, allegedly healthy Oduya. Uh, I don't think he was ever actually hurt. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't see Myers with what, four games. What did I say? Yeah, four games left in the season, all of a sudden coming up and jumping, uh, jumping two guys. Alt play, yeah. Did I say something about all earlier? Is this a response to somebody else? I don't know. McDonald getting stripped in the first period and flying into the goalie <laughs> immediately after. It was vintage McDonald. It was just one of those plays where you go, Jesus. And, like, if it happens to Provorov, like, it probably wouldn't. But if it did, we go, all right, well, you know, that's just one. But like I said, we do have the bias against McDonald, and he did make some good defensive plays tonight, but he had some giveaways that were just, whoof, come on, buddy. Come on. You're supposed to be the reliable one. And I know we say that sarcastically because it's just what the coaches say about him, but, man, so when you got Neuvert coming back from injury, when you got Morozic coming in in relief, you, know, you want to give the guy some help. What did you think about Lawton on the third line? Um, want to see that line gel a little. It's a line I've wanted to see since the first two kind of came together, and I'm really just done with Philpola there, especially in that spot. Uh, I want to see that line come together a little more. I want to see them build some chemistry. They're going to get some practice time probably over the next couple days going into Boston. Um, I thought they were the weakest of the four lines tonight. Um, I want to see more. I want to see more. That Jordan Wheel played a, played a good game. Uh, I just want to see that line come together, build some chemistry, and uh, just become a productive third line. That's what I'm hoping. The second power play unit has actual talent now. It should be better, shouldn't it? I thought it would be. I really thought you, – you look at the guys out there now, it's it's – it's not like we're we're throwing out guys who can't skate, and it's you know Ivan Provorov, it's um, you know Nolan Patrick, Jordan Wheel, Travis Konechny. These are good players. These are very good players. So I yeah I I don't know I don't know what the problem is there. Haxtell did a solid job deploy, deploying the fourth line too. It is what it is. I know you're all pumped for kids, but again, young doesn't automatically mean good. Yeah, I agree, John. Um, 
you know, I would love to see Taylor Lear in there just to get some skating. But the difference between Lear and Weiss, honestly, is that we haven't grown to dislike Taylor Lear yet, probably. Uh, maybe the kid is good. Maybe he can play. Maybe he'll be a decent fourth liner. But I I, I don't know if he's anything but that. Um, beyond him, if you use the fourth line like a fourth line tonight, and uh, again, I thought they were, I thought they were adequate. I can't believe the second power play unit went out together, hasn't scored a goal. I think they have one. I thought they had one, but I could be dead wrong. I thought they were getting outscored like the full five-man unit, three to one this year. I thought they were actually a minus two. Uh, um, but it's very possible that, that they have none. It's totally possible. Noivy had 10 saves on 11 shots. Yeah. Oduya is a myth. He doesn't exist. I said Mark Alt was a computer-generated, uh, like, creative player who doesn't actually exist. He's just a guy I've been looking at in Phantoms box scores for what feels like a decade. Uh, so uh, I was wrong, and now he's suiting up in the NHL for another team. So, yeah, I, I don't expect to see Johnny Oduya back ever. Is shift chart jacked up, or was TK seriously on the ice with Latera and Reed in minutes? Yeah, it, in the last, like, three minutes of the game, I saw him out there. Did Hack not see him out there? Um, maybe he's starting to gain some confidence, as he should. Uh, like I said, I, I, I realize the allegiance to roles by most coaches in this league. You want your, you want your reliable defenders out there and, you know, um, Konechny is thought of as a scorer, but he absolutely has improved his two-way game. Probably still not where he wants it, but he's improved uh, incredibly. And, you know, I want my best I want my best hockey players out there. It's not about role. I want someone who can win a race to the puck and then do something with the puck. Um, you know, you're not allowed to change after icings. Just getting to it and dumping it isn't going to help you. Uh, the other team, like you saw tonight. McKinnon had a chance to win the game with that great defensive effort uh, at the end to block all those shots, and McKinnon still had the game on his stick. They end up getting that last block as well, but, uh, you know, I, I want my best hockey players out there because you need to make a play, even if it's uh, – I, I know we look at it differently, offense versus defense, but playmakers are playmakers. 2018 Phillies predictions, 87 wins. Take it to the bank. Hey, Bill, if Noivy is out, will, uh, can Lyon be an emergency? Yes, because Elliot hasn't been activated yet. I guess Morozik would be our only uh, healthy goalie still. If the Flyers are getting out hitting the playoffs, they 100% will bring up Goldborn. If you remember back in 2011, playoffs against the Bruins, the Bruins were annihilating the Flyers physically. They called up Ronaldo for the first time without even playing a regular season game. Yeah, um, yeah, that it was. It was like Game Six against. Uh, it was before the Bruins series. It was the Buffalo series. Um, he was uh, it, he was Ogie Oglethorpe. They just brought him in for uh, to be the physical presence in the playoffs. Uh, it was like Game Five. Or, let's look it up. It was. Definitely, I'm almost positive it was the Buffalo series, that first round, because the Flyers were, that last week of the season, they, like, still, 
the last couple of weeks of the st- season, they were still chasing the President's Cup, and they really started to fall off, finished the second seed, and had, uh, you know, Buffalo, who was the seven, and it still took them seven games. Let's – it'll be easier to check Zach Ronaldo than – I'm almost positive it was the Buffalo series when they brought him up, though. Game logs, career playoff. Yes, it was. Uh, was it game seven or game six? He got three shifts and a minute fifty-six of ice time, and uh, <laughs> and got three hits in one game. Uh, what game of the series was this? It doesn't matter, but. Yeah, we got all night, guys. I, I'm not going anywhere. It's 1.10 a.m. already. All right, hockey reference doesn't want to load. It was the series against Buffalo. That's what I know. I can't remember how late in the series it was. Didn't the Flyers get swept by the Bruins in 2011? Yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. No, it was the Buffalo series when they put uh, when they put Ronaldo, and he only played one game against Boston, too. Matt Reed had a solid game again tonight, so close to potting a goal tonight on a few occasions. Uh, damn it. Yeah, you have his you have his uh, possession numbers out there as well. I thought he played very, very well. I think his possession numbers really took a hit uh, at the end of the game because he was out there, you know, as um, the abs were fly- firing away. But two and a half, through two and a half periods, I thought he played a very solid game. And that's who Matt Reed is now. He's a solid fourth liner. I wish he was here all year over Weiss and Laterra. Absolutely. Um, I've been saying it all year. And it's so funny to me that a guy who, you know, according to the coach at least, wasn't good enough to be here all year. He's with the Phantoms for most of the season. And now he's up here. And you're using him in the final minute of one goal games. It, it, like, which one is it? You're depending on him now, but he wasn't good enough months ago. I... I would take Mark Friedman over Gudis. I mean, Mark Friedman's nowhere close to NHL ready. Mark Alt was a career AHL. AHLer, good guy, but career AHLer on a good team. Yeah, Mark Holt's not anyone's. I mean, maybe he's a six or a seven in this league, but it's probably a ceiling. I don't. Waving Mark Holt, they didn't just lose the next, you know, Justin Williams. This isn't letting Dennis Seidenberg go, you know. Bill, you're Philly beautiful. LOL. Yeah, apparently. I don't think we can demote Lindblom this year, but I think Patrick Voracek duo needs a pure goal scorer. Too many setup men on one line. I mean, Lindblom's a guy who pots the puck. Uh, he's he's getting there. Um, they're not demoting Lindblom anytime soon. Uh, he's probably your second best left winger at this point. Um, Lindblom is a guy who gets to the slot and makes plays. That's what he does. Someone saying Giroux wasn't good tonight? I don't know what you were watching. I mean, they took it to uh, Nathan McKinnon's line, who was, you know, Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog, 
really good one-two punch there. They took it to that line to the point Colorado stopped chasing that matchup, and uh, Giroux scored a goal. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you could say Giroux wasn't good tonight, but I don't. You know, some people are nuts. Too many stupid cross ice passes when they have the point black chance to shoot. Uh, that is what cost them an extra point against Dallas last night. They had three point black chances to go up three to one when they decided to try dumb passes. Can't do that in the playoffs if they want to win. This is a team that has to move goalies side to side. That's how they score goals. Uh, there were a couple chances tonight where I thought they made an extra pass, and it was a good play. They just didn't finish. Um, I know we want to see shots, and they need to take more shots. They absolutely need to take more shots. They need to get more shots on net uh, from high-danger areas. 100% agree. Um, but the thing about point-blank shot, shots are the goalie is square to you. The goalie is looking right at you. And it's really hard to score that way. Uh, when you make the extra pass, you get the goalie off balance, you get him moving, and that's how you score goals. So uh, while I think, yes, they absolutely need, need to take more shots and do overpass at times, I think it's an overblown issue. Uh, I get frustrated, too. When it's you know, when Konechny is coming in on a two-on-one, I want Konechny to shoot every single time until defenders start coming up on him, until defenders stop trying to take away the pass. Um and start just rushing him, I want him to take the shot because he's got a very good shot. Um, but there are times where they make extra passes, and that's why they score goals. Yeah, Hexy's kid is a Hexy's kid is a forward. He's like a he's like a Chris Vandevelde, basically. Yeah, Giroux tied his career high for points tonight. I don't know how people can finally can actually talk about him. I don't hate Lear. His name rhymes with beer. Well, there's a reason. Uh, Jordan Wheel scored on the power play in the first game against the Sharks. Not sure if the entire unit was out for that, though. Don't remember a goal since then. That's a, We'll look into that. Why was poor Travi left alone with two abs in front of the net on that goal? That was bad because this team doesn't know how to defend its own net. Uh, well, they had Reed on the fourth line, but at the end of the game, they're putting him out there with uh, they're putting him out there with Couturier. They're using him on the penalty kill, so he was. Tomorrow night has three games that can impact the Flyers. If Ottawa can beat Florida, it'd be huge. Well, that's not going to happen. Uh, Calgary versus Columbus is the smallest impact, and NJ Pittsburgh would be more about securing a top wild card. Uh, let me. I'm pretty. I have a friend who's a Devils fan, and he's convinced that they've uh, dominated the Penguins this year. So let me look into that real quick. Where are you, New Jersey Devils? Uh huh. Head-to-head -head results. Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, they're three and zero. They have uh, they have six points in three opportunities against the Penguins, and they're also yeah three and zero against Tampa. So I'm I'm looking at the Devils. I'm looking at the Devils being a uh, a good spoiler 
maybe doing the Flyers dirty work like the Habs did in 2010. Morozik did a, had a solid effort in relief tonight, but wow, does he give up rebounds. Uh, yeah, he had one tonight where, like, it was a bad angle shot, and he was square to it, and it hit him in the chest. And I'm like, okay, cool, he has it pinned. And next thing you know, he's diving down to cover it. What? How did you not? How did you not control that one? I don't know if the guy has ever controlled a shot. It, it, it's wild how he gives up these rebounds. It was not Boston when Ronaldo came in. I am not wrong, Jason. Check out the game. Hey, Bill, goalie for the Boston game? Um, I got to think it's Morozik. I mean, you know, he came in in relief tonight and was good, so this is one more shot. One more shot for a guy you thought was kind of out of chances. Uh, with Neuvert healthy and, you know, Elliot kind of Elliot kind of getting close. But if, uh, you know, maybe this Neuvert thing isn't a big deal and it was precautionary, I don't know. You guys probably have the other postgame show on and can uh, can check Twitter and stuff to see if they've said anything yet. I assume we won't hear until at least tomorrow. Um, but the fact that he only played 28 minutes and 23 seconds and had to come out isn't a – isn't all that encouraging. I doubt they'd go from demoting Lyon to putting him back in the net to start. So it's looking, looking like Morozik, I guess. Uh, I'd honestly have Jody Shelley over Laterra and Weiss combined. It would be entertaining. Lindblom is showing he belongs. I agree. Um, didn't think he had the strongest game tonight, but most nights since he's been up, he's been one of the most not noticeable guys out there. Even when the pucks weren't going in for him, uh, he's he usually one of the more noticeable players. Uh, didn't think he was that tonight, but I don't think he played poorly by any means. He absolutely belongs. I think he belonged in. I think he belonged here. You know, when the season began. Um, the pucks are starting to go in for him. He's starting to put up some points. Hopefully that continues. And I think he's going to be a guy who, uh, who is kind of built for playoff hockey, the way he can, uh, the way he can both distribute and score the way he's good uh, in a two way game, the way he gets into the slot, the way he wins battles along the boards and behind the net. I think he's going to really shine in the playoffs. Morozik was good, but I wish he had better rebound control. Don't we all Heather? Don't we all? Patrick was supposed to have a lethal shot. Why does he always look to pass? Uh, he has a heavy shot, and I think more. I think it'll come around kind of the way Konechny's did. If you remember watching Konechny, even up until the first thirty games of this season, didn't look like uh, didn't look like he had that confidence in his shot. Um, Patrick's a distributor, and most. Uh, most uh, most centers are distributors. I think you know, his shot can come around. Uh, there's something to it. I think I've seen a couple this year where he's really wired a couple, hit hit some posts. Uh, I want to see him wind up more. I want to see him getting opportunities 
to uh, to maybe take a couple slap shots, maybe take a couple one timers. Um, but yeah, his shot hasn't been what I thought it was going to be yet this year. Um, but I think it'll come around a lot the way a lot the way Connecting's did. Uh, when the whole second power play unit is out together, they have no goals. Coatsy talked about it today during the game. Okay, so it is uh, it is actually zero. I thought they had one, but Jesus, zero. And that's the that's you look at the power play and okay, they're like ranked seventeenth, but like I said, they're under one and a half percent away from being top ten. Uh, they're over twenty percent efficiency. And tonight they were, what, 0 for 2, 0 for 3? Uh, where are you? 0 for 2 on the power play tonight. So, uh, you know, they're probably a little under, maybe 20% now. But you look at a power play that operates at 1 out of 5, where only the first unit scores, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. AMAC needs to stop turning the puck over and start stepping his game up. AMAC is what he is. Um him and Sandheim have been pretty. He and Sandheim have been pretty effective um, since they've been paired together. He's not going to look like a top four defenseman because he's not. Um, but he's in that role now because the guys you have, um, you have other guys on this team who are legitimately not as good as him, which is bad news. I mean, we all know what Amac is. Uh, I thought he was pretty good on the penalty kill tonight. Penalty kill, uh, you know, three for three. That's a step in the right direction for a team that has, you know, Nathan McKinnon. Uh, pretty good night for them. I thought they were disruptive. Uh, they blocked a ton of shots. Uh, they just seemed to have some energy tonight. So we know what AMAC is. No one's sitting here saying AMAC's anything more than a third pair defenseman. But right now he's on your second pair because you literally don't have anybody else. So um, he's been adequate. That's what he's been. Uh, I would love to replace him. I would love to have 10 defensemen in the organization who were better than him, and maybe they will in a year or two, but they just don't right now. Four points on a three-game road trip. Success. Um, they got five points, right? Yeah, they got the extra point in Pittsburgh, too. So five points on a three-game road trip. Um, you know, you just – I would have loved that uh, that extra point in Dallas. You know, you're not – getting a point out of Pittsburgh is big. It's, it's big to, uh, you know, to eke out points against teams that are better than you. It sucks because you played with them. Uh, it, it hurts because you played with Pittsburgh. They are better than the Flyers, but that day you played with them. And, you know, you still don't get the second point. And then, you know, you're not great against Dallas. Uh, you, yeah, I, I would have loved, loved six points on this trip. But five in a three-game road trip, and now you're coming back. You have uh, three of your last four at home. You're in control. You're in the driver's seat. You um, – what you do directly, you know, you can't lose it without losing yourself. And that's what they have to do is just play good hockey, lock it down, get points any way you can. 
Flyers are four zero and three in the last seven. Four Flyers are four zero and three in the last seven. Second longest point streak of the season. Yeah, that's. It's the way they've lost some of the games, and like I know this point in the season, all you're looking at is point total, and in the last seven games, they have what eight, nine, ten, eleven points. Um, you know, not terrible, not not bad. You're you're getting the points that you need, and in a playoff race, points, points, points. Um, but some of the games you look and go, you know, you could have had two there. You could have had one there. And um, But overall, no, when you just look at the record, it's they're doing what they need to do. Do you think the pass before the shot is a player decision or a coach philosophy? Um, I mean, moving the puck is every coach's philosophy. You want to move the puck. It's uh, with the size of goalies now, the athleticism of goalies, um, the size of the pads that they wear. You have to get goalies moving to open up holes to be able to shoot through. Um, that's every coach's philosophy is moving the puck. Um, however, the Flyers have a ton of guys who uh, who are distributors, who are looking to make passes. That's who a lot of these guys are. You know, Giroux, we know, is a distributor. Voracek, we know, is a distributor. Even Travis Konechny, he, he's turned into a good little goal scorer, but uh, he's a guy who constantly looks to pass. They, they, brought it up during the, uh, they brought it up during the broadcast night. They said, considering the way this guy has scored goals recently, you would think he's looking to shoot, but he's still looking to make passes. Uh, Nolan Patrick is a, uh, a good given goal uh, – Jeez, give and go away. He's a good give and go player, and uh, it looked like he had a he had a very heavy shot in junior. But he's a center who likes to uh, create off the rush by um, you know, carrying sometimes to the net, but also using his frame to ward off guys and then getting the puck into the slot for other guys to uh, to bang home. So it's just kind of the makeup of the team. You have a lot of playmakers, um, plus. It's really hard to beat goalies these days. Morozik needs an offseason with a real goalie coach. Uh, I've been thinking that. Like, as bad as he's been, um, there's some talent and some athleticism there. He's just so... And I thought he was a little deeper in his net tonight at a lot of different points and uh, cutting down the angle a little better that way rather than coming out and challenging to take away angles because his angles have been so off. Um that coming out has been no good for him. It's it's not taking away angles. It's just leaving even more net open because you're so far out, uh, leaving yourself even less room for error on, um, you know, his team looks to block a lot of shots, and shots that don't get cleanly blocked leak out the other side, and all of a sudden you're so overcommitted, there's no way you can get over. I thought playing a little deeper in his net tonight, he looked uh, he looked better. Uh, that's just first glance. I could be... I could be totally wrong about that, but after I saw him in, I was looking at him in his net, and I thought he wasn't coming out and challenging nearly as much uh, as he'd been, you know, since we acquired him, basically. Three out of four points, long as we keep getting points uh, and hopefully help, we'll get in. They're they're in control right now. If they just kind of take care of their own business, especially by winning those last three, I don't care what happens in Boston. It would be awesome to get two points. It would be nice to get a point. But the last three games, 
the Islanders, the Hurricanes, and the Rangers. Those are three winnable games. I need six points out of those three games. In the Flyers' case, uh, passing is more a player thing. Lots of guys who are playmakers first and foremost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Goldborn, it looked like he was going to bring some good energy. He had a hit on that first shift that led to a goal, but, I mean, he um, he's not helping you. And the coaches played him less than five minutes in half the games he played in, I think. Maybe all of them. I don't know if he ever topped five minutes, honestly. Let's look. I'm not going anywhere. I real Goldborn. Where are you? Uh, let's see, he averaged 535 time on ice, uh, complete game log. Uh, let's see here. What was it that first game was the uh, St. Louis game, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had that hit. He played 525, had four hits. Or 523, had four hits. Next game, 545. Uh, next game, 456. Game after that, 311. Hey, 311. Uh, next game after that, 357. Game after that, 752, 655, 547, 629. So his, you know, in the nine games he played with the Flyers, the most he played was uh, just under eight minutes. So uh, you just, uh, you can't afford to have a guy, you're just purposefully shorthanding yourself. You're you're going with seven. If you're going to go with 11 forwards, dress seven defensemen and get Haig out there and have, have uh, fresher defensive legs in the third period. Honestly, I'm not worried about Patrick either. Even when when Patrick was was giving you absolutely nothing in the first half of the season, and I was saying, I'm not worried about his long term potential. I just wish he was giving them more than the nothing he's giving them, and he was giving them nothing. Um, he's turned it around exquisitely since then. He's been very good uh, for the most part, um, especially since he's been moved to this uh, second line role. Um, I'm not worried about what he's going to be long-term. I expect his shot to come around a little bit more and him just have more confidence in it. Uh, this was always going to be a learning year for him. Um, he's figuring out he, – he has a ton of tools. But in this league, when you aren't the fastest skater, you have to – it takes a lot of time to figure out what you can and can't do and how much time and space you really have. And he was, you know, playing against – he was just playing against players who weren't as good as him his whole life until this season. Uh, so it's just, it, it was a learning year, and he's really learned a lot quickly. Uh, he's going to be really, really good. He's going to be a very good player for this team moving forward. Um, I think his shot's going to come around. I'm not worried about him at all. Even with a heavy shot, Patrick is more of a pass-first guy, or was it Brandon? Yeah, he was still a uh, he was still a guy who was looking to distribute. Like I said, he just um, he worked both ends of give and goes, and he um, was able to 
you know, possess the puck using his size, sometimes he would rip off that little, uh, like side side wrister there, like that gunslinger wrister, uh, and other times he'd be able to to make a pass off of it. But he's going to be a pass first guy. Most centers are. Um, you know, when you're a center, you're looking to make your teammates better in all three zones. Uh, you're you're a guy who distributes, and that's what he does best. And I'm oh, that's great. Uh, I think him and Limblom are going to make an excellent pairing uh, because Limblom. While he does have some distribution skills, uh, those two can use their size uh, to win battles and kind of play give and go with each other. I've seen them, you know, work a couple of give and goes this year where uh, maybe they didn't get the finish, but they had everything but. And I, I think those two are going to be a really dynamic duo. And I think both of them uh, are going to um, are going to show us a little glimpse of it in the playoffs this year. How do we see the goalie situation playing out beyond this season? Uh, both Hart and Felix on the rise, two expiring contracts after next season, and Stoli in line looking at NHL. Uh, I, I think Stoli still has a chance to be an NHL caliber goalie, but it comes down to uh, health. Um, you know, beyond uh, beyond this season, Elliot's still here. I, I got to imagine they figure out a way. Neuvert isn't here. Uh, are both are both Stoli and Lyon restricted free agents after this year? I believe that they are. Let's check that out. Uh, Alex Lyon restricted free agent, arbitration eligible. They might walk away from him. <laughs> Honestly, I they it's not like he's going to get anything in arbitration, but there is a contract limit. Uh, Anthony Stolarz is a restricted free agent as well, so one of them I assume will be in a tandem with Carter Hart next year with the Phantoms, and the other one backing up Brian Elliott to start the year. I guess if, as I assume they figure out a way to get rid of Neuvert. Uh, we'll see. Maybe the LTI Arnhem. Maybe like someone said, someone takes him to get to the cap floor. Uh, I'm still holding out hope he goes to Vegas because I'll be right. I never said when he'd go to Vegas, just said he'd go to Vegas. Uh, so uh, we'll see what they work out in that situation. But it's, it's, they're in a really weird spot with the goalies. You gotta, the hope is Carter Hart is ready in uh what, what would it be? 1920. Hopefully he's ready in 2019, 20 to at least be in like a tandem. I guess that has to be the hope. Felix will be in Sweden next year for anyone thinking he'll be a phantom. It's Flyers or Sweden and nothing else for next season at least. Yeah, they said uh, – I believe Hextall said his contract is either NHL or uh, or Sweden. So it looks like they'll they'll be loaning him back to, uh, to Sweden. John says, I think it's going to be Elliott and Stolarz and NHL, Hart and Lyon and AHL. That's my guess. Um, Stolarz is uh, – Stolarz's health pending, I guess. <clears throat> Will Manning be back next year? I doubt it. Uh, he's a he's a he's an unrestricted free agent. He's what twenty seven. Where are you, Manning? What will he? He's twenty seven now. What will he play next year at? He'll be twenty eight in June. Um, I think he's gonna get like. Not a sizable deal, 
But he has seven goals. Uh, he has seven goals this year, and I have a bet with Steph. We have a twenty dollars bet. I think he gets. Uh, I think he gets signed by a team for a contract of two million dollars, average annual value. Um, Steph says he doesn't sign in the NHL next season. Um, we have a $20 bet on that. Um, I really don't think he'll be back. Same as I don't think Philpola will be back just because it seems as if Hextall's, um, it seems as if Hextall likes to get these things done in season and the guys he lets reach free agency walk, uh, Jordan Wheel was the exception just because Jordan Wheel was in such a unique situation. But with guys banging on the door like a Vecchioni, like a Vorobiev, uh, I don't see a reason to bring back Philpola. And with you know Samuel Moran losing his uh, waiver exempt status, uh, I don't see a reason to bring back Brandon Manning. Um, you know Moran, I don't know what he is, but he's probably as good as Brandon Manning at least that's I mean he better be but you know I I just don't see a reason to bring back either guy the Neuvert injuries are comical at this point yeah um they are. It's uh, it's a shame. Like I don't want to see anyone hurt. I don't want to make light of it. But when you're just depending on a guy to get you a couple of games, you were just hoping he could get you a couple of games until hopefully Elliot gets back, and he's already back on the shelf. It's just Jesus. Flyers do not have anybody that can hit once the playoffs start. The best hitter is gone in Braden Shen. Playoffs, the hitting is uh, going to amplify immensely. And the last time the Flyers were in playoffs, Ovechkin destroyed Katuria in the first shift and knocked him out of the playoffs. Okay. How, how would – hitting is just not that big of a part of the game anymore. I mean, Robert Haig is a rookie and leads the league in hits, or at least he did before the scratches. Um, it's I'd rather guys who can make plays. I'm not worried about hitting. I'm worried about guys who go out and make plays. Assuming uh, Philpola doesn't re-sign and Laterra gets stashed in the AHL, who replaces them next year? Frost and Allison. Uh, I, I, I'm really, really hoping Frost makes the team. I don't see Wade Allison uh, up here quite yet. Um, my assuming, my my assumption is uh, Philpola isn't re-signed. Uh, Laterra gets bought out. He's only got one year left on his deal, so it's only a two-year cap hit uh, if you buy him out. And they try to stash Weiss. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Um, it's going to be it's going to be guys who are with the Phantoms already. Uh, you know, you have Vecchioni, you have Vorobiev, you have Albe Kubel, uh, you have Donique Martel. There are guys down there with just more time in the uh, in the organization. Uh, this 
they've had some eyes on him. Martell was up this year. Uh, Vecchioni played last year. Would have made this team if they didn't win the lottery, you know. Um, I, I think those are more uh, – I think those guys are more your uh, your options to replace the, uh, the veterans they're going to lose this offseason. Uh, Frost is a year away, needs to fill out. Listen, I know the guy needs to get bigger, but size isn't holding back Johnny Goudreau. Uh, uh, the game is different than it was a few years ago. Uh, it's just size isn't as much of a hindrance as it once was. If he goes back to junior, it's not the it's not the end of the world. I'm I'm not I'm not worried about it. I would love to see him make the team, but if the only reason he doesn't is size, that's antiquated thinking. Once we get in, they should just play Haig in the playoffs. Even if they don't like Haig Gudis, the third pair D plays so little in the playoffs, it's way more important to get Haig the experience for next year. It's actually a good point. Um, your third pair D in the playoffs, you don't play them as a pair all that often. They're two guys, you know, um, you kind of throw out with other guys in your top four because why you shorten your bench a lot more in the playoffs. It's uh it's, it's a different animal. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all if, you know, all of a sudden Provorov and Ghost are getting, you know, the 27, 28 minutes they, they rightfully have earned. You know, they're your top two defensemen, and you're throwing them out on shifts. with One of them, they're not always out there as a pair. They're getting shifts with Gudis. They're getting shifts with Haig. They're getting shifts with McDonald. They're getting shifts with Sanheim. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that at all. No, I think that's a good idea, Steve. The Florida that Florida loss was huge tonight. They have three games remaining against the Bruins. Huge task for them to get six points there. Yeah, it'll be. They have a they have a really really tough. Uh, they have a really really tough uh, schedule coming up. Uh, Laterra likely gets bought out, and Philpola is likely gone. Vecchioni, Vorobiev, Frost will all get a look. Albe Kubel, uh, Martel have shots. Might be a trade or FA. Yeah, and that's the thing. This team is going to have cap space. This team is going to have cap space for the first offseason, really, in years, and they have a ton of assets to uh, to make a trade. So uh, it's going to be an interesting offseason. I really do believe. Matt Reed is over three mil a year contract right now. Definitely re-sign him for one year, one mil, and I'm sure he would like to take it at this point in his career. Listen, I'm really encouraged by um, you know Matt Reed's play in this call-up. Like I said, I think he's better than Weiss and Laterra. Should have been playing over them all year. That said, I'm just ready to move on from the uh, from the Matt Reed era. I think they just have young guys who are ready to take his spot. Matt Reed carved out a little niche for himself. He had a good NHL career. I expect it to continue somewhere else. Um, I just... I, uh, it's over. Could sign JVR. That would be funny, wouldn't it? That would just be so damn funny. He's like... um, Like... Uh, 
his goal total for minutes played is incredible. I was reading a stat the other night. Like he considered he's a he's a third liner for the Bruins. Um and he the the amount he plays considering the the amount of goals he scores is absolutely incredible. Rather face Washington than the Pens in round one. Oh, I that's without a doubt I'd rather face Washington. I'm hoping. Um Columbus gets this third seed and the Flyers get that first wild card and end up with the with Washington. Uh they're three and one against Washington this year. Um, you know. That's their chance to win a round. That's their best matchup. Def want to see Albe Kubel next year. He's been great at even strength for the Phantoms. Yeah, that'd be great. I think Patrick has good net front presence. He looked good filling in for Simmer on the power play. Yeah, uh, watching watching Patrick in that stint uh, on on the power play really prepared me for life without Wayne Simmons. Um, Wayne Simmons has been one of the best power play weapons uh, in the league basically since he arrived in Philadelphia. But at this point, um, when you're looking at being a little more versatile in the power play, uh, having the options, maybe creating more plays from below the goal line, uh, getting other guys involved uh, from shooting, getting you know, different shooting angles, uh, getting maybe Drew a few more shots from the slot, getting uh, you know, long passes out to uh, out to um, Jesus, out to Gostaspare, and having uh, you know having the defense collapse down uh, low in the zone, and then being able to get uh, Gostaspare a better shooting angle. Um, better shooting lane. Patrick can both be a net front presence and be a second distributor from below the goal line. And if you've ever watched one of my post games, below the goal line passes is where it's at. Okay, it's 1.30. i got to work in a few hours. I'm off to bed. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, John. You're always a pleasure. Bill, does Moran have a future here? Uh, seems like Hexy is killing off the Cubs that are not his. Listen, we would have found more out about that if Moran wasn't hurt all year. Um, you know, you can't blame a guy for his injuries, but the fact is he would have had opportunities to play this year if he wasn't hurt. Um, we will see. He He's losing his waiver-exempt status, so he's either going to, you know, make the Flyers or be traded or they try to pass him through waivers, and if they lose him for nothing, they say, oh, big deal. So we'll we'll find out about that. Uh, I think he absolutely, to me, you have to find out. Uh, he's just one of the guys, um, the same way at this point I feel about Jordan Wheel. I'd just rather him fail here than succeed somewhere else. I've seen, I've seen way too many guys be given up on and succeed elsewhere to, uh, to want to see that happen with Sam Moran. I want to see him get a legitimate shot in the NHL. Uh, and, and sink or swim at this level, and then if he doesn't make it, he doesn't make it. And if he does, hell, we have a we have a six foot seven defenseman who's like our fifth best defenseman. So awesome! Uh, but I, I just want to see if he makes it. Coyotes might take Neuvert. Uh, they always take on contracts on trade. Uh, on trade day to make the cap floor. They do, um, but they're starting to turn the corner. If you've seen their uh, their record 
second half of this season, they've been pretty good. They might start looking to um, to make moves that um, aren't just, you know, trust the process style moves at some point soon. Um, but, you know, they're always going to be a budget team because no one watches them. Uh, so we'll that's always a possibility. But I do think they're starting to uh, make moves in the opposite direction now. Manning seven goals worry me that the Flyers will see value that's not really there. Definitely some team will. Yeah, that's uh, I just think because he has the production numbers. And those are seven even strength goals. I believe all of them are at even strength. Um, like I said, I think he's going to command like $2 million on the open market. And uh, I just don't see Hextall wanting to spend that money um, knowing what he has in the pipeline and knowing where he can allocate funds better. I just don't see it happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do believe he's getting a contract from someone. I just don't believe it to be Ron Hextall. Lyon was at the game tonight, so he didn't even get on uh, He didn't even get on the plane. That's funny. Edmonton signs Manning, calling it now. Wouldn't that be great? I miss badass motherfucker Brian Elliott. Me too. Bill, I just realized Drew Doughty is a right-handed shot, as if we needed more reason to cover a guy like that. Do you go after him two years from now? Uh, depending on what your financial situation is, depending on what they do, um, depending on what they do this season. You know, if they go out and get John Tavares. There's no way they can go out and get Drew Doughty. Um, you know, Provorov is going to get a number one defenseman extension at some point. Uh, you know, it, it all depends on what they do financially before then. But obviously, if Drew Doughty's available and you can afford him, um, you want Drew Doughty. That's that's without a doubt. That's not even a not even a second thought. There, it's just depends on how realistic it is. You know, a year from now. This is just water, by the way. <laughs> I don't think Manning or Philpola will be back. What about Gudis? Do you think they'll move on from him? Definitely a possibility. Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if they ex at least explore a trade. Uh, maybe he's in a package for something else. Uh, you know, Gudis, a lot like, you know, what we got for Braden Coburn it was a first and a third and Radko Gudis. I could see him being a part of a package like that out to bring, you know, something else in. Hopefully it's something a lot better than Brayden Coburn. Uh, but I could see him being moved in a, uh, in a deal like that. Absolutely. Flyers should go after Tavares. I believe he would want to come here. Um, we're going to see how aggressive Hextall wants to be this off season. Cause he's a guy who's looking at if he signs elsewhere, Seven years and at least ten million. So it's going to be about you know how willing you are to make that deal. Um, I'm willing, but it ain't my money, and I'm not the guy who's going to you know have to be responsible for making the salary cap work afterwards. So uh, I, I think they can get him. I think they can afford him. I don't see why he wouldn't want to come here. Um, it's just about you know whether Hextall's willing to make that commitment. With us not really in cap hell right now, does it make sense to buy out Leterre and stretch it out? Why not just park him in the AHL where we can be done with him 
with his cap hit sooner. We have people coming up who are going to be expensive because you're probably going to have to do that with Dale Weiss because he's got, what, two more this year and two more left on his deal, right? It's two more left for uh, – where, where are you, Dale? Yeah, 2018-19 free agent after 2019-20. So you're going to have to uh, – you're going to have to get through Dale Weiss, too. Uh, it would only be a uh, a one-year extension on the uh, Laterra cap hit. What would it be? I just looked at the numbers the other day, but I can't, uh, I can't remember. Buyout current contract. Let's see. Uh, buyout cap hit 2018-19 would be 1.366, and 2019-20, it would be 1.666. So you have a you know about a $1.5 million cap hit for two years if you buy out Laterra. That's not, that's not killing you. Um, hey, if they choose to park them in the AHL and get through it, that's, that's cool too. I wouldn't be dead. just look at it like Hextall probably wants to open up roster spots. And the way he let <clears throat> other guys that, you know, Hextall, or the way that he let other guys that Hextall came to depend on go, I can see that happening again. If they park him in the AHL, that's cool with me too. I don't have a problem either way. Um, I also always have my eye on the Tavares thing. Open up as much space right now as you can. And that's quite a savings from, you know, the cap hit being. 4.7 down to 1.4, basically. Um, that's quite a savings. Is Tavares an option? I think so. I don't think Laterra gets bought out. He can play center, and according to this coaching staff, he's got veteran presence. Hextall has allowed the coach to um, you know, play these veterans, but then when it comes time... To resign them, he doesn't. So that's what I'm thinking happens there. Frost is the same size as Trocheck. Are they the same weight? I'd be surprised by that. But yeah, I, I don't think um, if size is the only reason they don't keep Morgan Frost, that's antiquated thinking. Didn't Tavares sign an extension with the Isles? Not unless I missed it. Uh, I think he at this point is. Uh, I think he at this point is gonna test free agency. I mean, it could come down to, um, yeah, UFA. It could come down to the wire, and then he ends up re-signing like Stamkos did. Stamkos, the way Stamkos did, but uh, I don't see that happening because the Isles organization is just just bad. Laterra has been serviceable lately. I don't have the same complaints about Laterra that I did earlier in the season, but he's still slow and he still doesn't factor into this team's future. We can definitely afford either Tavares this summer or Dowdy next. I agree. Um, it just comes down to projecting what you're going to have to pay other guys. And, you know, would you rather be paying, you know, 32 year old Tavares or, you know, 27 year old? whoever, Phil Myers and things like that. So it's all about the projection. If they go out and get either of those guys, I would love it. But it's just about projecting long-term. That's what this staff is all about. But they go out and get Tavares, they're instantly, all right, yeah, we're, we're competing, and that's all, what all we want. You know, as fans, what else can we ask for?
Hello, born and raised in Chester County, cheered on the Flyers in Winter Park, Colorado, and enemy territory tonight with my Drew jersey on. I uh, could have done without the nail butter tonight. Wish we shot the puck more, screened the goalie more, and had a better ability to clear the puck out of our zone, particularly with the frequent line changes. Uh, they didn't play a, a perfect game tonight, but at the end of the day, they got two points, and that's what matters. Uh, I don't see the coaches uh, going so young so fast, which is why I bring up Reed. I mean, think about the number of young guys they had on the team this year. That's uh, They had quite a few young players on the team this year. I mean, they break, they break camp with uh, both Haig and Sanheim making the team. Uh, Nolan Patrick makes the team. Uh, it's, you know, this is one of the youngest teams in hockey this year. I, I, I think it's kind of overblown that they don't want to go with young kids. Michael is starting to get whiny about the status of the Sabres. Do you think he will want to trade? I mean, that happens so rarely in hockey. And if he didn't want to be a Sabre, you know, he wouldn't have signed that deal. Uh, well, he got – he's like the first guy who got the huge deal without actually earning it. Um, yeah, you know, he doesn't – and he also, like, got the coach fired. Uh, where did you go? Where did you go, Jack Eichel? Yeah, he got the $10 million a year deal. Um, well, yeah, eight years, $80 million. So it's um, – I, I, I can't imagine. One, other teams being all that willing to take it on, like you, you probably wouldn't get value for Jack Eichel just because of his uh, contract. Uh, even though he's probably worth it, you just wouldn't get value for it. And you know, if he didn't want to be a saber, he knew what they were when he signed that contract. So, if they did sign Tavares, how would the lines look? Coots gets bumped to two C is logical. Uh, I think you just have two first lines. That's what that's what it comes down to. You have two first lines. It's, They tried Tavares at wing a bit this year, whatever that's worth. Um, yeah, that totally possible. Uh, to me, the Flyers, one of their two biggest needs right now, uh, because I think the defensive depth is coming. Um, they need another center. Uh, Tavares is – that's nuts because rather than just get a good third-line center, you're you know making Nolan Patrick essentially your third-line center. Um, that would be outstanding. Um your two biggest needs are another center and a goalie. That's what you need more than anything at this point. And the goalie is probably coming too, but I have no faith in goaltenders, any of them. Guaranteed if they're dumb enough to pass uh, Moran through waivers, they lose him. They lost Alt for God's sake. Well, they had no interest in keeping. They didn't care about losing Alt. It didn't. It meant nothing to them to lose Mark Alt. He has no place in this organization's future. He's career AHLer. Yes, he's playing for Colorado right now, but w is he good? No. He's probably not better than Brandon Manning. Um, 
I can't imagine they would try to pass Moran through waivers. And if they did, I do believe they would lose him. Um, I don't see that happening. I think he's going to make the team unless they trade him. Uh, how much he plays is a different story, whether they kind of just only keep him up here because he lost his waiver exempt status or, you know, they actually, he makes the team and he's a contributor. I'm not sure how they really see him, especially just to start the season. Um, but I assume he's going to make the team if they don't trade him. Which Flyers alumni should be the next inductee into the Hall of Fame? I, I, these are things that they like to do as promotion, and it's gotten to the point where they do it every year. Um, you know, it wouldn't bother me if they took some time off. I, I don't even know off the top of my head who's in and who isn't. Uh, is Rod Brendamore in? Uh, I, I would assume, you know, he should get in probably. He's a guy everybody loves. Um I mean, Kimo Timonen is probably a guy that they're going to look to honor. Is he in yet? I, I don't I, – I doubt it. Um, you know, there, there's guys that can get into the Flyers Hall of Fame, but to me it's not – it's a promotion, so they're going to do it every year. It's just not something to me that you have to do every year. Salary cap could jump as much as $6 million this year. I believe it's going to result in a huge payday for DeVaris one way or another. Definitely could. Uh, he's going to – I mean, that's the, he's going to get – the max years he can get signing elsewhere is seven years. He's going to get at least $10 million a year average annual value. So you're looking at seven years, $70 million baseline. That's the baseline for the kid. Um, it's all about projecting whether you want to pay that or not. He's worth it. It's just about – where your organization is, what else you have, if you think you can allocate the money better. Was at the game here in Denver, the Wells Fargo Center of the West. We represented solid. It looked like there's a good amount of uh, orange out there. It looked, looked like it's a good trip. Um, I want to go for a hockey game sometime soon. Flyers can afford Tavares. After Philpola, Reed, and Umberger are off the books, that's right, Umberger's buyout ends this year, right? And it was only like a 1.5 cap hit or something, if I'm not mistaken. But he comes off the books finally, too. Damn it. I love the trackpad, but I just... Yeah, 1.5 cap hit for Umberger's buyout this year. But it's it's off the books, so that's... Yeah, um, that's better than having to pay him. Um, yeah, they can afford it. It's just about, like I said... Do you want to allocate the money differently? Do you think you can get, okay, Let's. what if we got two or three guys with that money? What if we re-sign our own players? What if we are looking at, you know, Dowdy or Carlson next summer rather than, you know, spending the money on a forward this summer? And just a number of – there's a number of different things. Listen, I would love John Tavares. I would come right on this post game. I would come right on Facebook Live and start dancing. If they got if they got John Tavares, I just I'm trusting Hexy here because I like what the plan looks like so far. Yeah, I'm not doubting that they can afford Dowdy or Tavares. I'm just doubting. I'm not even doubting. I'm just wondering out loud. 
resigning your own guys, allocating the money to several different positions and making yourself a solid team top to bottom. Um, having Gostas Bear and having Couturier both signed to um, honestly bargain deals for what they're giving you uh, is, a, is a great help. Um, you know, and Simmons is probably going to be off the books at some point soon. So there's another almost $4 million right there. He's going to get a good payday probably, and I don't think, I don't know if the Flyers want to give it to him. Uh, we'll see about that as well. It's just, I'm just, yes, I think they can afford him. It's just looking down the line and seeing how you want to allocate the money. Maybe I've missed it, but when are we going to see Elliot back? I've heard, you know, they've got four games left. I've heard he's going to play in that last week. I Maybe the last two games, I don't know. Given Ghost is signed to an awesome contract of $4.5 million per year, does that limit what Provy will get his next contract? Um, I, I doubt it because Provorov they've seen as a number one defenseman since they drafted him. Uh, I doubt Provorov signed. If I was Provorov, I wouldn't sign long term. I would take, you know, a, a shorter term deal for like Gostas Bear money and then, uh, you know, try to get the big cash in try to get the big contract after that. Uh, the Flyers might look to give it to him right away. Just say, hey, you're our franchise defenseman. Here's the money. Uh, you know, that happens sometimes too. Um, but I don't think Gostas Bear's contract limits what Provorov will get because I Provorov's in all situations defenseman, and especially when Gostas Bear signed coming off a quote-unquote down year, um, you know, Provorov's going to end the season probably with more goals than Gosses Bear this year, and he's going to be younger. And, you know, again, all situations defenseman plays the big minutes, played almost 28 minutes tonight. Like, it's just, he's, they view him differently. I say only buy out some of these toxic contracts only if you've exhausted all trade avenues to teams who struggle to meet the cap floor. Weiss to the Coyotes for a seventh in a heartbeat, for example. Yeah, I, I just I think the Coyotes are going to start making different moves now. I think they are going to start trying to turn the corner. Who will be the Flyers' next head coach? Um, I'll tell you who it's going to be next year. His name's Dave Haxtell. Size is honestly irrelevant to me at this point. Skill and young talent is what we need. I agree. I don't have a wish list for the draft yet. I'm worried about the playoffs. I Paul. I understand that it's possible factoring in the young guys and what they have to resign for. I understand what you're saying. I want I want these players. If you don't think I want Tavares or Dowdy or Carlson, you're wrong. I would love them. It's about wondering if you can allocate the money differently to say three or four different positions. And maybe you know Carter Hart comes in and he's Carey Price. Then what? It, it, it's a number of different things. It's not just can they afford them right now. It's about, well, what if we got a good third-line center for half the money, also got a scoring winger? 
is would that be better? It's it's all about these things. It's not just about can they afford them right now. I understand. I want it. They can afford to go and get them, but it's not just about what they can afford to do. It's about what you think the long-term projection of this franchise, what is best for the long-term projection of this franchise. Flyers definitely need to evaluate this offseason, the, uh, the assistant coaching staff. Uh, we know Hack isn't going anywhere, but what about the others? Um, I, you know, I want to keep Knobloch around because he's new and he's young, and, uh, you know, it's his first year in the NHL. Um, to me, Ian LaPerriere is a problem. Ian LaPerriere is personally hurting this team uh, because the penalty kill has been bad his entire tenure. No matter what personnel we've had out there, the penalty kill has been bad. So it's it, yes, the personnel could probably be better, but even when good players are out there, the penalty kill is bad. So uh, they're just it's he's not doing a good job. So to me, Ian Laperriere is the first casualty of this offseason. Has to be, absolutely has to be. I don't want anyone to lose their job. Fire him up, you know. Make him the vice president of you know reading the mail and figuring out who the fans want to see get into the Flyers Hall of Fame. Fine, make him social media intern eleven. I don't care. Let him sing the anthem. Let him do duets with Lauren Hart. Uh, he just can't be the, the he can't be on the coaching staff anymore and can't be in charge of the penalty kill because the penalty kill has sucked his whole tenure. I don't know if they have another goaltender problem. Uh, they have a goaltender problem right now because they're out of goalies. It depends on how they handle this offseason. Um, what happens with Neuvert, because you clearly can't depend on him. Is Stolarz healthy enough to be an NHL backup next year? How much does Lyon progress? Are they going to hold on to Brian Elliott? I assume because he was good when he was in and he signed for another year. Uh, they, they have a log jam. None of it's ideal, though. You know, Carter Hart is at least a year away, probably two or three. Um, you know, Felix Sandstrom is going to play in Sweden next year unless he, you know, makes the NHL, which would be a real surprise. So uh, there's a lot of moving pieces to the goaltending situation going forward. Would you consider shorter term for 14 mil a year for Tavares? I'd consider it, yeah. I, I'd consider uh, all sorts of things. I, he just is probably going to want to get seven. That's what every uh, – you, you want the long-term stability. You want as long of a contract as possible because it's hockey. You're getting the money. Imagine this summer, Flyers sign Tavares, Sixers sign LeBron James, and then in the winter, the Phillies get Manny Machado. It would be a wonderful summer, magical, magical couple of months here. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Laces gets called up after the Frozen Four. I'd be surprised. Dowdy, I can see. Ghost is our Carlson. You can never have enough Carlsons.
Hopefully Hart is Hart when he's called up. That'll be great. Listen, Carter Hart could be the next big thing in goaltending. Absolutely. I just don't trust goalies. Uh, He's got all the credentials. He is as accomplished for his age and competition level as is humanly possible. He will take another step in, uh, you know, playing in the AHL next season, and we will evaluate him from there, and then eventually he'll be in the NHL, and we'll track his progression there. I'm just not holding out hope that he's the next Dominic Hasek, and that's a bad example because he's not a Hasek style uh, at all. He's, you know, a square-to-the-shooter, very strong fundamental goalie, and that's awesome. I, I hope he's the next great goaltender. I'm just not banking on it. Lappy is the new parking lot attendant announcement. Is the new parking lot announcement vice president. I don't want to disparage Peter Laviolette. Listen, the dude had what, like a 14-year NHL career. Uh, absolutely, you know, sacrificed everything for the game. We know all that. I, I don't want to, you know, turn Peter La- or, yeah, Peter Laviolette. I don't want to turn in Laperriere into uh, some joke or call him some bum. I just think in his current position, he is hurting the team and I want him replaced. Uh, Make him anything. Make him the assistant general manager. Just get him out of the position he's in right now. It's 2 a.m. Good thing I have the day off. I'm going to be wrapping it up soon, guys. I I can't believe how many people are just hanging out with me. Um... Same with you on not trusting goalies, Bill. Carter Hart has me so hopeful, though. If it turns into something that would be so huge for this franchise. And the reason I'm most confident in Carter Hart is they have to get one eventually, right? Like, my whole life goalie's been an issue. Uh, they have to get one eventually. They can't go 100 years without a goalie. Like, they ha- eventually they just have to be right. And it could be Felix Sandstrom. Kelly Hinkle is so wildly uh, in love with Felix Sandstrom. Um, She's calling him the next Henrik Lundqvist. That would be just tremendous as well. It could just as easily be Felix Sandstrom. Uh, But one of these guys has to turn out. It's just just the odds. The odds are that the Flyers will eventually get a franchise goalie. Just, I hope it's those guys. BSH Radio should hire LaPerriere. Would love it. Would love to sit down and talk hockey with LaPerriere for an hour every week. That would be a dream. Would love to hear that guy's locker room stories and playoff stories and all that stuff. It would be amazing. I'm sure he has a considerable amount of knowledge. Assistant GM for Lappy, we should be careful what we wish for. Who knows if he'd be good at that role? Maybe he'd make a great scout or something. I just don't want him in the role he's in right now. Do we really feel comfortable running with an Elliott Stolarz pairing next season? As comfortable as I felt going with a Elliott Neuvert, I mean, we knew Neuvert couldn't play 30 games. We knew he wouldn't play 30 games, and we still went with it. So maybe Stolarz can give you 35 and cool. We had Bob, yes, and we gave up on him, so that doesn't count.
All right, guys. Uh, that's about all the time we have. We're, uh, what's that, an hour 47 now. Uh, I am getting uh, a little tired. I'm going to, you know, get some other things accomplished. Maybe watch this week's Unsolved or something. I think I'm behind on Atlanta, too. So uh, I will talk to you probably not Sunday because that's Easter. Um supposed to go to some brunch or something. So, yeah, I'll definitely be back uh, Tuesday, Thursday, and maybe Saturday, too. Who knows? But I'll be back next week. Uh, so until then, everybody, have a great week. Take it easy. Go Flyers. Playoffs, baby. Yoffs. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, Seems smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>